Okay, I'm going to play this Modest Touch clip. Very important. Ah, oh, Trump called to Fox revealed. Newly revealed January 6th, Trump called to Fox exposed in massive lawsuit. And according to what I recall, he made, a, he made a call to Fox, Bull, but they would Michael Popak, Legal AF, well, the Dominion $1.6 defamation case against Fox News put it on their to pay dividends. It's the airwaves. gift that keeps on giving off of the summary judgment with <laughs> all of the emails and text messages attached to it that was the filed just last week. All the legal commentators are just reading it over and over again, finding things that make sense and trying to fit them into the universe of other reporting and other for lack of a better term, timelines of events on January 6th that now are coming into critical focus because of what Dominion Voting Machines has found in what we refer to as the Fox Files. Let me specifically focus your attention on a fact that has now come out that on Jan 6th at or around 5 p.m. when Lou Dobbs, the now disgraced on-air celebrity for Fox News, with his nightly show from five to seven o'clock at night on Fox News, which was a, which was a common place for Donald Trump to find a friendly face, Lou Dobbs being as virulent fascist as Donald Trump was. Trump would often phone in, and, and apparently on Jan sixth, at or around five o'clock, when oh I don't know, the Capitol was still under siege. The Capitol Police and National Guard had not yet cleared it, and the vote to certify the election had not yet been able to happen. Donald Trump's thought was, I'll call into Lou Dobbs and do an interview as President of the United States about Jan 6th. Well, based on the it's tweets he had done, Donald Trump, throughout the day, and his complete dereliction of duty of sitting with his thumb up his backside for almost three hours in the White House Oval Office dining room, watching the carnage and just blurting out, these people love me and Mike Pence is a P-word. In between all of that or after all that, his he decided that as the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, as the supreme leader of the United States, as the most powerful man in the world, that he should not do an Oval Office address to the nation not do uh, sitting at the podium, standing at the podium at the White House, but he should go on a friendly network like Fox News and do a shoot from the hip, seat of his pants, freewheeling, Lord knows what's going to come out of his mouth next interview with Lou Dobbs. Even Fox News, I, mean, I have to stop calling them Fox News, even Fox and its senior executives thought that that was a bridge too far and they were not going to allow... Uh, Trump to use them uh, as a platform finally to um, do whatever he was going to do because based on his tweets leading into that moment he wasn't going to quell the violence he wasn't going to tell people to go home he he was just going to fuel continue to fuel and fan the flames that led to this violent overthrow attempted overthrow of the of the capital and the siege that was laid and so uh, senior executives at the Fox itself took Sarah one look at this phone call because they I guess they screened the phone calls where the White House contacted them. Why and the head of um, the, the president of Fox News, uh, Lauren Peterson, said, no, I think question. we'll pass Why on the exclusive of Donald free? Trump at five o'clock after all the carnage 
and the dead police officers and other victims and the flames surrounding the Capitol uh, will pass on that coup of, uh, uh, no pun intended, of, of getting ratings for this. First time it looks like Fox ever grew a conscience when it came to Donald Trump. Uh, now, let me set this. Now, that's a fact. That's come out from emails and text messages that set a new mini timeline that even the Jan 6 committee in its year of, of work, hard work, wasn't able to identify that that mm-hmm. had happened because that is nowhere in the Jan 6 reporting. Let me fit that five-ish o'clock phone call from Donald Trump into the larger picture of um, the timeline that was established by the Jan 6 committee that we shouldn't lose sight of. Let me just do it quickly from the beginning of the morning of Jan 6 all the way through this phone call and beyond. 7.30 a.m. the morning of Jan 6, Jim Jordan texts Meadows and tells him that Pence should be prepared to overthrow the election. Yes, Jim Jordan, the chairman current of the House Judiciary Committee, empowered by McCarthy to go after Democrats and the Department of Justice. That was his text message to, to kick off you know, morning coffee the morning of Jan 6. 9.24, Trump calls Jordan himself, continuing to promote the efforts to pressure Pence to overthrow the will of the people. 9.55-ish in the morning, Secret Service tells Donald Trump that the rally on the Ellipse has a lot of people there with weapons, guns, bow and arrows, knives, machetes. 10.15 a.m., Secret Service tells Meadows about the weapons, and apparently he has little or no reaction. We know Trump's initial reaction was, well, they like me, they're not after me, bring them in. 10.47 a.m., Giuliani and Eastman give a speech on the ellipse, calling for the overthrow of the election. We then move to 11.20 a.m. Trump continues to pressure Pence, calling him a wimp because he won't cert- he, he, he refuses to refuse to certify the election. About 11.50-ish, or just before noon, Trump tells his staff, knowing <laughs> that the crowd is armed, that they need to drop the magnetometers, that are protecting him and others at the Ellipse. 12 p.m., Trump speaks at the Ellipse on Jan 6 and attacks Mike Pence publicly once again. 1 p.m., over at the Capitol, Proud Boys break the first line of defense and enter the Capitol. Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, Joe Biggs, and everybody else on trial at present in Washington, D.C., prosecuted by the Department of Justice. 1.10, 10 10 minutes later, Trump tells his his supporters that uh, during his speech at the Ellipse, points to the Capitol and tells them to go there, and he'll he'll be there with them shortly. 1.19, nine minutes later, Trump goes back to the White House instead, but then decides he wants to go to the Capitol, and staff around him refuse to let him go, pissing him off. From 1.25... So now we're about 25 minutes after the ellipse speech that he gave until 4 p.m., almost three full hours. This is the three full hours, 78 minutes or so of dereliction of duty that's in the Gen 6 uh, report. Trump sat in the private dining room of his watching on television what you and I saw and that and did nothing about it. 1.25 to 4 p.m. Remember, Lou Dobbs show starts at 5 um, picking up in the timeline, 2 o'clock, Pat Cipollone, general counsel, 
for Donald Trump. Tells Meadows, chief of staff, tell Trump to stop the riot. Do what he needs to do. That's rejected. He says it again at 2.15. That's rejected. 2.24, Trump slams Pence once again in a tweet. So the first time that Donald Trump puts his hands on his Twitter machine, right, on his cell phone to make a tweet while the violence is going on and raging all around the Capitol and legislators are running for their lives, he tweets and slams Mike Pence. Doesn't say a thing about the riot, doesn't tell them to go home, doesn't, he just pours a more accelerant on the flames. 226, two minutes later, Pence is evacuated by Secret Service for his own security. Um, 228, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene, yes, that Marjorie Taylor Greene, even she thinks there's a problem. She tells Meadows to tell Trump to, to calm the people. That's rejected. He's sitting in the dining room, right? All this time, 78 minutes. 238, 10 minutes later, Trump tweets. Oh, he's ready. He's going to tweet. Here we go. A moment of leadership. What does, he, what does he tweet? Just stay peaceful. Doesn't tell them to leave. Doesn't tell them to get out of the Capitol. Doesn't tell them to lay down their arms. He just tells them to stay peaceful, whatever that means. Like it's some sort of commercial for, you know, uh, a Dos Equis, stay thirsty or whatever. Weird, but also uh, seditious and, and traitorous. 2.40, two minutes later. Russian Trump um, trolls got me down. Vaping robbed me of my sense of freedom. I no longer felt like I was even a self-sustaining person anymore. I couldn't go seven, eight hours without it. They just took away so many activities that I once loved. I definitely live chasing moments. Once a year or so, I'll go to my YouTube channel, scroll all the way to the bottom, and I'll find those old vlogs I did. The, the Oath Keepers, already convicted in two separate trials, enter the Capitol in military formation up the Capitol steps. Now we've got the appearance of the Oath Keepers two minutes after Trump tweeted, stay peaceful. 244, uh, Ashley Babbitt is shot as she tries to make her way down the speaker's hallway to get to Ashley, the Senate chamber. 245, rioters enter the Senate floor. them that they need to blame Trump. Exclamation point.
Um, who died? Whatever the fuck Trump said. <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi's office 253 Don Jr. wakes up out of his stupor to tell Meadows that dad has to condemn this and like right now that's Just Trump called to Fox on all to Fox that Two fifty-three, the Lou Dobbs show, Fox News doesn't start till five, three p.m. Trump and Meadows, um, uh, Trump, sorry, Trump Jr. tells Meadows, "You gotta call off the mob." Trump refuses. Three thirteen, Trump picks up his Twitter machine again, and tweets. Stay peaceful. Again, by this time, Ashley Babbitt shot. Capitol Police dead or injured. O uh, Oath Keepers break into the Capitol. Um, uh, the Proud Boys already broke through the Capitol. Carnage, blood everywhere <laughs> on Capitol Police, uh, on the Capitol steps, and the Capitol Police are overrun. And we got a tweet from our commander-in-chief, our moral leader of the universe, at 3.13, stay peaceful. 3.15, stay Ivanka peaceful. wakes up out of her What the fuck? And calls... Are you fucking kidding uh, me? And, stay and, peaceful. Uh, calls Meadows stay to peaceful. tell Dad Trump to do something. Duh. Right? And she tweets out, stay, pe stay peaceful, and calls these people that are stay attacking peaceful. the Capitol, these insurrectionists, she calls them patriots. Hannity... At 3.31 at Fox News, calls into Meadows, texts into Meadows, and says, you got to tell Trump, 
to tell them to leave, tell the rioters to leave. That's rejected by Donald Trump. 4.05 p.m. We're now less than an hour until the Lou Dobbs show. Don Jr. realizes this is a disaster for his father, and I guess for the country, but mainly for his father. Okay, and for guys, their, pull their financial empire. I've got a he on tells okay. Meadows, Trump finally releases a video that telling them to go home. This is three hours after the breach, after he has been given intel for the last three hours, after he sat for almost three hours in the dining room doing nothing. This is what he does. He releases a video, the coward that he is. And now from 417, we've got the call in at 5 p.m. to the Lou Dobbs show, and Fox News executives finally saying, I don't think you're going to use our show that way. Lord knows what you're going to say. This is my paraphrase. On the air with Lou Dobbs in the middle concerns of what we are seeing with our own eyes. Uh, no concerns about my testimony. Uh, the grand jury analysis that there, there was no widespread fraud in Fox News. G. And he doesn't Lady do an G Oval show. Office. Um, Trump starts tweeting again, and he. this is what he says. More accelerant on the flames, on the fire. He tweets, this is what happens when a sacred landslide election victory, his own, is viciously ripped away from people. That's what he says. That's the justification for all this. And then what does um, Grandpa Trump do at 627, 26 minutes later, night-night? Literally, it's the end of his bedroom and sleeping quarters for the evening. That is the president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump. And that is the interaction and the timeline, putting it into proper context with the attempted phone call at five o'clock into the Blue Dobbs show that the Jan 6 committee didn't know about, but you know, you now know about it from this reporting. This is Michael Popak, legal If you like what we're doing here, I do legal hot takes about once a day, One just guess. like this. And on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I co-anchor a leading political and legal podcast on the Midas Touch Network called Legal <laughs> AF. And you can you can get it on YouTube and you can get it everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you like what I'm doing, you can or the White House contacted them. And the head of, um, of the president of Fox News, uh, Lauren Peterson, said, no, I think we'll pass on the exclusive of Donald Trump at five o'clock after all the carnage and the dead police officers and other victims and the flames surrounding the Capitol. Uh, we'll pass on that coup of, uh, uh, no pun intended, of, of getting ratings for this. First time it looks like Fox ever grew a conscience when it came to Donald Trump. You got a flat roof like this one right you here. You got a flat roof like this one here. You don't want to tens or even hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars 
then do not repair. And you do got not a replace flat it, roof like this one here. To <laughs> a flat roof. <laughs> You got a flat roof like this one here. You got a flat roof like this one here. Flat roof. You got a flat roof like this one here. If it's leaking. Why do I say that? A repair only kicks I'll the repair can it's only it's never leaky. Sometimes it's only your only option. But it's these flat still roofs leaky. are made of hundreds, if not thousands of different pieces. And it only takes Need one another flat roof. or one screw or one penetration to cause another problem. To replace it. Leaks. If you keep repairing your roof, you always be chasing leaks in different spots across the, the roof structure. The Option roof two is structure. Why not replace your roof? Well, replacements are extremely, extremely costly. Oh, jeez. Uh, now, let me set this. Now, that mm -hmm. when Lou Dobbs, the now disgraced on air, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Off of the summary <laughs> judgment with all of the emails and text messages gift. attached to it that was filed just last week. All the legal commentators are just reading it over and over again, finding things that makes sense, and trying to fit them into the universe of other reporting and other, for lack of a better term, timelines of events on January 6th. Thank you for your service. that now are coming into critical focus because of what Dominion Voting Machines has found in what we refer to as the Fox Files. Let me specifically focus your attention on a fact that has now come out that on Jan 6th, at or around 5 p.m., when Lou Dobbs, the now disgraced on-air celebrity for Fox yeah. News, with his nightly show from 5 to 7 o'clock at night on Fox News, which was an which was a common place for Donald Trump to find a friendly face, Lou Dobbs being as virulent fascist as Donald Trump was. Trump would often phone in, and apparently on Jan 6th, at or around 5 o'clock, when, oh, I don't know, the Capitol was still under siege, the Capitol Police and National Guard had not yet cleared it, and the vote to certify the election had not yet been able to happen, Donald Trump's thought was, I'll call into Lou Dobbs, and do an interview as President of the United States about Jan 6th. Well, based on the tweets he had done, Donald Trump, throughout the day, and his complete dereliction of duty of sitting with his thumb up his backside for almost three hours in the White House Oval Office dining room, watching the carnage, and just blurting out, these people love me, and Mike Pence is a P-word in between all of that, or after all that, his, he decided that as the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, as the supreme leader of the United States, as the most powerful man in the world, that he should not do an Oval Office address to the nation, 
not do uh, sitting at the podium, standing at the podium at the White House, but he should go on a friendly network like Fox News and do a shoot from the hip, seat of his pants, freewheeling, Lord knows what's going to come out of his mouth next interview with Lou Dobbs. Even Fox News, I have to stop calling them Fox News, even Fox and its senior executives thought that that was a bridge too far and they were not going to allow Trump to use them uh, as a platform, finally, to um, do whatever he was going to do because based on his tweets leading into that moment, he wasn't going to quell the violence. He wasn't going to tell people to go home. He he was just going to fuel, continue to fuel and fan the flames that led to this violent overthrow, attempted overthrow of the, of the Capitol and the siege that was laid. And so uh, senior executives at Fox itself took one look at this phone call because they, I guess they screened the phone calls or the White House contacted them. And the head of um, uh, the president of Fox News, uh, Lauren Peterson, said, no, I think we'll pass on the exclusive of Donald Trump at five o'clock after all the carnage and the dead police officers and other victims and the flames surrounding the Capitol uh, will pass on that coup of, uh, uh, no pun intended, of, of getting ratings for this. First time it looks like Fox ever grew a conscience when it came to Donald Trump. Uh, now, let me set this. Now, that's a fact. That's come out from emails and text messages that set a new mini timeline that even the Jan 6 committee and its year of, of work, hard work, wasn't able to identify that that had happened because that is nowhere in the Jan 6 reporting. Let me fit that five-ish o'clock phone call from Donald Trump into the larger picture of um, the timeline that was established by the Jan 6 committee that we shouldn't lose sight of. Let me just do it quickly from the beginning of the morning of Jan 6 all the way through this phone call and beyond. 7.30 a.m. the morning of Jan 6, Jim Jordan texts Meadows, and tells him that Pence should be prepared to overthrow the election. Yes, Jim Jordan, the chairman current of the House Judiciary Committee, empowered by McCarthy to go after Democrats and the Department of Justice. That was his text message to, to kick off you know, morning coffee the morning of Jan 6. 9.24, Trump calls Jordan himself, continuing to promote the efforts to pressure Pence to overthrow the will of the people. 9.55-ish in the morning, Secret Service tells Donald Trump that the rally on the Ellipse has a lot of people there with weapons, guns, bow and arrows, knives, machetes. 10.15 a.m., Secret Service tells Meadows about the weapons, and apparently he has little or no reaction. We know Trump's initial reaction was, well, they like me, they're not after me, bring them in. 10.47 a.m., Giuliani and Eastman give a speech on the ellipse, calling for the overthrow of the election. We then move to 11.20 a.m. Trump continues to pressure Pence, calling him a wimp because he he, he, he refuses to refuse to certify the election. About 11.50-ish, or just before noon, Trump tells his staff, knowing that the crowd is armed, that they need to drop the magnetometers that are protecting him and others at the ellipse. 12 p.m., Trump speaks at the ellipse on Jan 6 and attacks Mike Pence publicly once again. 1 p.m., over at the Capitol, 
Proud Boys break the first line of defense and enter the Capitol. Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, Joe Biggs, and everybody else on trial at present in Washington, D.C., prosecuted by the Department of Justice. 1-10, 10 minutes later, Trump tells his, his supporters that uh, during his speech at the Ellipse, points to the Capitol and tells them to go there, and he'll, he'll be there with him shortly. 1-19, nine minutes later, Trump goes back to the White House instead, but then decides he wants to go to the Capitol, and staff around him refuse to let him go, pissing him off. From 125, so now we're about 25 minutes after the ellipse speech that he gave, until 4 p.m., almost three full hours. This is the three full hours, 78 minutes or so of dereliction of duty that's in the Gen 6 uh, report. Trump sat in the private dining room of his, watching on television what you and I saw, and that and did nothing about it. 125 to 4 p.m. Remember, Lou Dobbs show starts at 5. Um, picking up in the timeline, 2 o'clock, Pat Cipollone, general counsel for Donald Trump, tells Meadows, chief of staff, tell Trump to stop the riot. Do what he needs to do. That's rejected. He says it again at 2.15. That's rejected. 2.24, Trump slams Pence once again in a tweet. So the first time that Donald Trump puts his hands on his Twitter machine, right, on his cell phone to make a tweet while the violence is going on and raging all around the Capitol and legislators are running for their lives, he tweets and slams Mike Pence. Doesn't say a thing about the riot, doesn't tell them to go home, doesn't, do, he just pours a more accelerant on the flames. 2.26, two minutes later, Pence is evacuated by Secret Service for his own security. Um, 228, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene, yes, that Marjorie Taylor Greene, even she thinks there's a problem. She tells Meadows to tell Trump to, to calm the people. That's rejected. He's sitting in the dining room, right, all this time, 78 minutes. 238, 10 minutes later, Trump tweets. Oh, he's ready. He's going to tweet. Here we go. A moment of leadership. Uh -huh. what, does he, what does he tweet? Just stay peaceful. Doesn't tell them to leave. Uh -huh doesn't tell them to get out of the Capitol, doesn't tell them to lay down their arms. He just tells them to stay peaceful, whatever that means. Like it's <laughs> some sort of commercial for, you know, uh, a Dos Equis, stay thirsty stay or whatever. Cool. Weird, but also uh, seditious and, and traitorous. 242 like minutes later, um, <laughs> the, the Oath Keepers, already convicted in two separate trials, enter the Capitol in military formation up the Capitol steps. Now we've got the appearance of the Oath Keepers two minutes after Trump tweeted, stay peaceful. 2.44, Ashley Babbitt is shot as she tries to make her way down the Speaker's hallway to get to the Senate chamber. 2.45, rioters enter the Senate floor and Nancy Pelosi's office. 2.53, Don Jr. wakes up out of his stupor to tell Meadows that Dad has to condemn this and like right now, that's 2.53. The Lou Dobbs show, Fox News, doesn't start till 5. 3 p.m., Trump and Meadows, um, uh, Trump, sorry, Trump Jr. tells Meadows, you got to call off the mob. Trump refuses. 3.13, Trump picks up his Twitter machine again and tweets, stay peaceful. Again, by this time, Ashley Babbitt, 
shot, Capitol Police dead or injured, uh, Oath Keepers break into the Capitol, Um, uh, the Proud Boys already broke through the Capitol, carnage, blood everywhere on Capitol Police, uh, on the Capitol steps, and the Capitol Police are overrun. And we got a tweet from our commander-in-chief, our moral leader of the universe, at 3.13, stay peaceful. 3.15, Ivanka wakes up out of her stupor and calls uh, and, and uh, calls Meadows to tell Dad Trump to do something, right? And she tweets out, stay, pe- stay peaceful, and calls these people that are attacking the Capitol, these insurrectionists, she calls them patriots. Hannity at 3.31 at Fox News calls into Meadows, texts into Meadows, and says, you got to tell Trump to tell them to leave, tell the rioters to leave. That's rejected by Donald Trump. 4.05 p.m., we're now less than an hour until the Lou Dobbs show. Don Jr. realizes this is a disaster for his father, and I guess for the country, but mainly for his father and for their, their financial empire. He tells Meadows, quote, we need an oval address right now. In other words, we need a speech from the Oval Office from my dad right now. He's got a lead now. That doesn't happen. 417, Trump finally releases a video that he made telling them to go home. This is three hours after the breach, after he has been given intel for the last three hours, after he sat for almost three hours in the dining room doing nothing. This is what he does. He releases a video, the coward that he is. And now from 417, we've got the call in at 5 p.m. to the Lou Dobbs show and Fox News executives finally saying, I don't think you're going to use our show that way. Lord knows what you're going to say. This is my paraphrase. On the air with Lou Dobbs in the middle of what we are seeing with our own eyes and all of this footage on Jan 6th. Um, and what uh, we then have a, since he can't get access to Fox News and he doesn't do an Oval Office um, address, Trump t- starts tweeting again. And he, this is what he says. More accelerant on the flames, on the fire. He tweets, this is what happens when a sacred landslide election victory, his own, is viciously ripped away from people. That's what he says. That's the justification for all this. And then what does Grandpa Trump do at 627, 26 minutes later? Night-night. Literally, it's, it's the end of his day, and he retires to the White House bedroom and sleeping quarters for the evening. That is the president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump. And that is the interaction and the timeline, putting it into proper context with the attempted phone call at five o'clock into the Lou Dobbs show that the Jan 6 committee didn't know about. But you know, you now know about it from this reporting. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. If you like what we're doing here, I do legal hot takes about once a day, just like this. And on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I co-anchor a leading political and legal podcast on the Midas Touch Network called Legal AF. And you can you can get it on YouTube and you can get it everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you like what I'm doing, you can follow me at at 
MS Popak, Michael Popak reporting. Midas Touch is unapologetically pro-democracy. And look, we know you are too. So please, make sure you check out our best-selling shirt and our best-selling gear, the unapologetically pro-democracy gear. And hey, while you're at it, make sure you check out my favorite shirt and one of our most famous designs. It wasn't rigged, you're just a loser. <laughs> Incredible breakdown.
later, Trump go committee empowered by McCarthy to go after Democrats and the Department of Justice. That was his text message just to kick off, you know, morning coffee, the morning of Jan 6, 924. Trump calls Jordan himself continuing to promote the efforts to pressure Pence to overthrow the will of the people. 9.55-ish in the morning, Secret Service tells Donald Trump that the rally on the Ellipse has a lot of people there with weapons, guns, bow and arrows, knives, machetes. 10.15 a.m., Secret Service tells Meadows about the weapons, and apparently he has little or no reaction. We know Trump's initial reaction was, well, they like me, they're not after me, bring them in. 10.47 a.m., Giuliani and Eastman give a speech on the ellipse calling for the overthrow of the election. We then move to 11.20 a.m. Trump continues to pressure Pence, calling him a wimp because he won't cert he, he, he refuses to refuse to certify the election. About 11.50-ish, or just before noon, Trump tells his staff, knowing that the crowd is armed, that they need to drop the magnetometers that are protecting him and others at the ellipse. 12 p.m., Trump speaks at the ellipse on Jan 6 and attacks Mike Pence publicly once again. 1 p.m., over at the Capitol, Proud Boys break the first line of defense and enter the Capitol. Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, Joe Biggs, and everybody else on trial at present in Washington, D.C., prosecuted by the Department of Justice. 1.10, 10 minutes later, Trump tells his, his supporters that uh, during his speech at the Ellipse, points to the Capitol and tells them to go there, and he'll, he'll be there with him shortly. 1.19, nine minutes later, Trump goes back to the White House instead, but then decides he wants to go to the Capitol, and staff around him refuse to let him go, pissing him off. From 1.25, so now we're about 25 minutes after the Ellipse speech that he gave, until 4 p.m., almost three full hours. This is the three full hours, 78 minutes or so of dereliction of duty that's in the Gen 6 uh, report. Trump sat in the private dining room of his watching on television what you and I saw and that and did nothing about it. 1.25 to 4 p.m. Remember, Lou Dobbs show starts at 5. Um, picking up in the timeline, 2 o'clock, Pat Cipollone. General counsel for Donald Trump tells Meadows, chief of staff, tell Trump to stop the riot, do what he needs to do. That's rejected. He says it again at 2.15. That's rejected. 2.24, Trump slams Pence once again in a tweet. So the first time that Donald Trump puts his hands on his Twitter machine, right, on his cell phone to make a tweet while violence is going on and raging all around the Capitol and legislators are running for their lives, he tweets and slams Mike Pence, doesn't say a thing about the riot, doesn't tell them to go home, doesn't, he just pours a more accelerant on the flames. 2.26, two minutes later, Pence is evacuated by Secret Service for his own security. Um, 2.28, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene, yes, that Marjorie Taylor Greene, even she thinks there's a problem. She tells Meadows to tell Trump to, to calm the people. That's rejected. He's sitting in the dining room, right, all this time, 78 minutes. 
2.38, 10 minutes later, Trump tweets. Oh, he's ready. He's going to tweet. Here we go. A moment of leadership. What does, he, what does he tweet? Just stay peaceful. Doesn't tell them to leave. Doesn't tell them to get out of the Capitol. Doesn't tell them to lay down their arms. He just tells them to stay peaceful, whatever that means. Like it's some sort of commercial for, you know, uh, a Dos Equis, stay thirsty or whatever. Weird, but also uh, seditious and, and traitorous. 2.40, two minutes later, um, the, the Oath Keepers already convicted in two separate trials, enter the Capitol in military formation up the Capitol steps. Now we've got the appearance of the Oath Keepers two minutes after Trump tweeted, stay peaceful. 2.44, Ashley Babbitt is shot as she tries to make her way down the Speaker's hallway to get to the Senate chamber. 2.45, rioters enter the Senate floor and Nancy Pelosi's office. 2.53, Don Jr. wakes up out of his stupor to tell Meadows that dad has to condemn this. And like right now, that's 2.53. The Lou Dobbs show, Fox News, doesn't start till 5. 3 p.m., Trump and Meadows, um, uh, Trump, sorry, Trump Jr. tells Meadows, you got to call off the mob. Trump refuses. 3.13, Trump picks up his Twitter machine again and tweets, stay peaceful. Again, by this time, Ashley Babbitt shot, Capitol Police dead or injured, uh, Oath Keepers break into the Capitol, Um, uh, the Proud Boys already broke through the Capitol, carnage, blood everywhere on Capitol Police, uh, on the Capitol steps, and the Capitol Police are overrun. And we got a tweet from our Commander-in-Chief our moral leader of the universe, at 3.13, stay peaceful. 3.15, Ivanka wakes up out of her stupor and calls uh, and, and uh, calls Meadows to tell Dad, Trump, to do something, right? And she tweets out, stay, pe- stay peaceful, and calls these people that are attacking the Capitol, these insurrectionists, she calls them patriots. Hannity, at 3.31, at Fox News, calls into Meadows, texts into Meadows, and says, you got to tell Trump to tell them to leave, tell the rioters to leave. That's rejected by Donald Trump. 4.05 p.m., we're now less than an hour until the Lou Dobbs show. Don Jr. realizes this is a disaster for his father, and I guess for the country, but mainly for his father and for their, their financial empire. He tells Meadows, Quote, we need an Oval address right now. In other words, we need a speech from the Oval Office from my dad right now. He's got a lead now. That doesn't happen. 417, Trump finally releases a video that he made telling them to go home. This is three hours after the breach, after he has been given intel for the last three hours, after he sat for almost three hours in the dining room doing nothing. This is what he does. He releases a video, the coward that he is. And now from 417, we've got the call in at 5 p.m. to the Lou Dobbs show. And Fox News executives finally saying, I don't think you're going to use our show that way. Lord knows what you're going to say. This is my paraphrase. On the air with Lou Dobbs in the middle of what we are seeing with our own eyes and all of this footage on Jan 6th. 
Um, and what uh, we then have a, since he can't get access to Fox News and he doesn't do an Oval Office um, address, Trump starts tweeting again. And he, this is what he says, more accelerant on the flames, on the fire. He tweets, this is what happens when a sacred landslide election victory, his own, is viciously ripped away from people. That's what he says. That's the justification for all this. And then what does um, Grandpa Trump do at 627, 26 minutes later? Night-night. Literally, it's, it's the end of his day, and he retires to the White House bedroom and sleeping quarters for the evening. That is the President of the United States at the time, Donald Trump. And that is the interaction and the timeline, putting it into proper context with the attempted phone call at five o'clock into the Lou Dobbs show that the Jan 6 committee didn't know about, but you know, you now know about it from this reporting. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. If you like what we're doing here, I do legal hot takes about once a day, just like this. And on Wednesdays and Saturdays to refuse to certify the election. About 11.50ish or just before noon, Trump tells his staff, knowing not going to allow uh, Trump to use them uh, as a platform, finally, to um, do whatever he was going to do. Because based on his tweets leading into that moment, he wasn't going to quell the violence. He wasn't going to tell people to go home. He, wa he was just going to fuel, continue to fuel and fan the flames that led to this violent overthrow, attempted overthrow of the, of the Capitol and the siege that was laid. And so uh, senior executives at Fox itself took one look at this phone call because they, I guess they screened the phone calls where the White House contacted them. And the head of, um, of the president of Fox News, uh, Lauren Peterson, said, no, I think we'll pass on the exclusive mm -hmm. of Donald Trump at five o'clock after mm -hmm. all the carnage and the dead police officers and other victims and the flames surrounding the Capitol uh, will pass on that coup of, uh, uh, no pun intended, of, of getting ratings for this. First time yeah. it looks like Fox ever grew a conscience when it came to Donald Trump. Yeah, conscience. Uh, now, let me set this. Now, What's that's a fact. That's come out from emails and text messages that set a new mini timeline that even the Jan 6 committee and its year of, of work, hard work, wasn't able to identify that that had happened because that is nowhere in the Jan 6 reporting. Let me fit that five-ish o'clock phone call from Donald Trump into the larger picture of um, the timeline that was established by the Jan 6 committee that we shouldn't lose sight of. Let me just do it quickly from the beginning of the morning of Jan 6 all the way through this phone call and beyond. 7.30 a.m. the morning of Jan 6, Jim Jordan texts Meadows and tells him that Pence should be prepared to overthrow the election. Yes, Jim Jordan, the chairman current of the House Judiciary Committee, Whoa. empowered by McCarthy to go after Democrats and the Department of Justice. That was his text message yep. just to kick off, you know, morning coffee, the morning of Whoa. Jan 6, 9.24. Trump calls Jordan himself continuing to promote the efforts to pressure Pence to overthrow the will of the people. 9.55-ish in the morning, Secret Service tells Donald Trump that the rally on the ellipse has a lot of people there listen, with weapons, guns, bow and arrows, knives, machetes. 
10.15 a.m., Secret Service the tells militia. Meadows about the weapons, and apparently he has little or no reaction. We know Trump's initial Aiding reaction was, well, terrorists. they like me, they're not after me, bring them in. 10.47 a.m., Giuliani and Eastman give a speech on the ellipse, calling for the overthrow of the election. We then move to 11.20 a.m., <sighs> Trump continues to pressure Pence, calling him a wimp, because he won't, cert he, he, he refuses That's to refuse to certify the election. Official. About 11.50ish, or just before noon, Trump tells his staff, knowing that the crowd is armed, that they need to drop the magnetometers that are protecting him and Those others at the ellipse. 12 p.m., Trump speaks at the ellipse on Jan 6 and attacks Mike Pence publicly once again. 1 p.m. over at the Capitol, Proud Boys break the first line of defense Proud Boys. and Stand enter by. the Capitol. Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, Joe Biggs, and everybody else TV. on trial at present in Washington, D.C., prosecuted by the Department of Justice. 1 10, 10 minutes later, Trump tells his, his supporters his that are still during running a speech free. at the Ellipse, points to the Capitol and tells them to go there. And he'll... He'll be there with him shortly. One nineteen, nine minutes Little later, Napoleon. Trump goes back to the White House instead, but then decides he wants to go to the Capitol, and staff around him refuse to let him go, pissing him off. Stay peaceful. One twenty-five. <laughs> so now we're about twenty-five minutes after the ellipse speech that he gave. Stay until four p.m., almost three full hours. This is the three full hours, cool, seventy-eight minutes guys. or so of dereliction of duty. That's in the Gen Six uh, report. Trump sat in the private dining room of his, watching on television what you and I saw, and that and did nothing about it. One twenty-five to four p.m. Remember, Lou Dobbs show starts at five. Um, picking up in the timeline, Who two o'clock. Pat Cipollone, general counsel. The morning of Gen Six, Jim Jordan texts Meadows and tells him that Pence should be prepared to overthrow the election. Yes, Jim Jordan, the chairman current of the House Judiciary Committee, Whoa. empowered by McCarthy to go after Democrats and the Department of Justice. That was his text message yep. to, to kick off, you know, morning coffee, the morning of Whoa. Jan 6, 9.24. Trump calls Jordan himself, continuing to promote the efforts to pressure Pence to overthrow the will of the people. 9.55-ish in the morning, Secret Service tells Donald Trump that the rally on the ellipse has a lot of people there with listen, weapons, listen guns, Thanks for 57K listeners machetes, on my podcast, hashtag politics, AF, exclamation and point. apparently he has little or no reaction. We know Trump's initial reaction was, well, terrorists. they like me, they're not after me, bring them in. 10.47 a.m., Giuliani and Eastman give a speech on the ellipse, calling for the overthrow of the election. We then move to 11.20 a.m., <sighs> Trump continues to pressure Pence, calling him a wimp because he won't cert he, he, he refuses That's to refuse to certify the, the election. About 11.50-ish, or just before noon, Trump tells his staff, knowing that the crowd is armed, that they need to drop the magnetometers that are protecting him and Those others at the ellipse. 12 p.m., Trump speaks at the ellipse on Jan On the trail of Trump going to jail. Again. 
one exclamation PM point. over at the Capitol. Proud Boys break the first line of defense proud boys. and enter stand the Capitol. Proud Boys, Enrique Dario, Joe Biggs, and everybody else TV. on trial at present in Washington, D.C., prosecuted by the Department of Justice. One ten, ten minutes later, Trump tells us to, his supporters that during a speech free. at the Ellipse, points to the Capitol and tells them to go there, and he'll he'll be there with them shortly. One nineteen, nine minutes Little later, Napoleon. Trump goes back to the White House instead, <laughs> but then decides he wants to go to the Capitol, and staff around him refuse to let him go, pissing him off. One twenty-five. Uh, so now we're about twenty-five minutes after the ellipse speech that he gave. Until four p.m. <laughs> almost three full hours. This is the three full hours, seventy oh, minutes God. or so of dereliction of duty. It's in the Gen Six uh, report. Trump sat in the private dining room of his, watching on television what you and I saw, and now it did nothing about it. One twenty-five to four p.m. Remember, the top show starts at Shocker. five. Um, Shocker! Exclamation point! Trump fiddled while Rome burned. Sad face. Democrats of TikTok. <sighs> the demon rats. Democrats are communists. They're based liberal Democrats. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, that means like, oh, that mean like military, military Democrats. <laughs> 